is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Oh, we're busy tonight. We've got Mets news, football news, and it's Tuesday night. It's fight time. Let's go to work. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. That's the number to join us tonight on ESPN New York tonight, along with Ty and Nikki and Kyrie. We're here till midnight, and then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ninety eight seven ESPN. Yeah, boy, it was one of those days in the world of sports. You know, it's funny considering that we really haven't had a lot of sports news during this uh, pandemic. Today was busy, busy, and of course. It had to happen. Yeah, you know, Met fans, you know how we are. We kind of, we, we pump our chest out hoping that everything's going to be all right. But in secret, we expect that something is going to go wrong. You know, like things are happening elsewhere, but it's okay for us. But how long can that be that way? Well, it happened today. We find out Noah Syndergaard, who threw a career high 197 and two-thirds innings last season, and who I thought was going to be the key, along with Jacob deGrom, atop of the rotation, done for the season. Done. Done. Tommy John surgery. Translation. See you in 2021. Not good. Not good. Very concerned about that. We'll get your thoughts about that a little bit later on the show. Also, in the NFL, Robbie Anderson, bye-bye. Gone to the Carolina Panthers, two years, $20 million. So here's the question. And I don't really know what the Jets had slotted for him on their budget as far as a wide receiver with speed. (laughs) But I tell you this, it wasn't two years to $20 million, that's for sure, because otherwise they wouldn't have resigned him. So he is headed to Carolina, and now Rasheed Perryman is coming here to the Jets to try to fill that role. So we'll see how that's going to turn out. Obviously, here's a guy that Joe Douglas is familiar with because Joe Douglas was on the was a scout in Baltimore when they drafted him a couple of years ago. Did not have a good start in Baltimore, no question about that. But, um, you know, we'll see. He had a real good couple of games with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. And along with that, there's some Jet fans who are a little concerned. Now, you've heard from them a lot over the past year. A lot of Jet fans very unhappy with Adam Gase. Because why? We were told that Adam Gase is, you know, a, a quarterback whisperer, an offensive genius. We didn't see that much last year, did we? Come on, Jet fans, raise your hands. Nope, didn't see it much. Didn't see it much. Saw some things after uh, Sam Donald went in and had a little chit-chat. And the offense was geared more towards him and the things that he could do better. And obviously, Jeff fans are hoping now with, you know, you have your, your receiver in place in Perryman. Now, you know, no, forget about Robbie Anderson. He's, he's past tense. So you got Perryman there. You'll find out if Anun was going to be able to come back and help you. All right. And obviously, you'll get a wide receiver in the draft. And you also get some other things in the draft, too, some other position players, probably another offensive lineman, although you've done some things on the O-line. So there'll be a couple of things that you'll you'll try to tie things up with. But the question's going to be, will Adam Gase take a step up this season? 
Is he going to be able to show you what he can do offensively other than the first 15 plays, which he does a phenomenal job on? Phenomenal. At the beginning of the game, the offense just marches right down the field. They do great. His his opening scripted plays, outstanding. Adjustments, eh, not so much. So we have a lot to talk to you about, but it's Tuesday night, so that means it's time for... Bringing you the biggest heavyweight matches in all of sports. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! Tuesday night fights with Larry Hardest on 98.7 ESPN. So tonight, for the Tuesday night fights, here on ESPN New York tonight, who's the better championship tag team? Is it Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Or is it Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson? Let's take a look at the tail of the tape, shall we? With Michael Jordan, 15 seasons, six championships, no finals losses, Five-time NBA MVP, six-time NBA Finals MVP. Tom Brady, 20 seasons, six championships, nine Super Bowl appearances, three-time NFL MVP, four-time Super Bowl MVP. Michael Jordan appeared in 21.3% of all regular season games in Bulls history. However, he has 50-plus Point games, MJ has 30 of the 34 in Bulls history. That's 88.2%. In 40-plus point games, MJ has 165 of the 230 in Bulls history. That's 71.7%. In 30-plus point games, MJ has 537 of the 1,291 in Bulls history. That is 41.6%. Ah, but Tom Brady's got 237 victories, including the playoffs, giving him the record for the most by any NFL player. 207 regular season victories are also a record for starting quarterbacks. By comparison, the Jaguars, who have been a, and who have been a franchise since 95, have won 176 regular season games in their history and seven in the postseason. So, who's the better championship tag team combo? Is it? Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson, or is it Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? And before you weigh in at 1-800-919-3776 and also on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM, keep this in mind. While Tom Brady and the championship plays, would you say, an average of two playoff games? Because usually, since they win the division, they skip the first round. They're not involved on wild card weekend. So they have the, you know, they have a conference championship and then, you know, they go on to Super Bowl, right? What does Jordan and the Bulls have to do? Every round, minimum four games. Minimum four games. Jordan, no finals losses. Well, Brady's got three finals losses, two to the New York football giants. Let's give you some other stats in the tail of the tape. Michael Jordan, the only player in history to be named defensive player of the year and averaged at least 30 points per game. He did it in the 87-88 season, 35 points per game. He also won the MVP that season. Brady has the record for conference championships appearance with 13 and titles with nine. 
It's fascinating, right? It's an interesting discussion. They are no question two of the best. So while you want to get your thoughts in about Noah Syndergaard and the and the surgery, we'll take those calls as well. While you want to talk about what happened with Robbie Anderson, we'll take those calls as well. Where's Cam Newton going? What do you think? Could he be going to New England? We'll take those calls as well. But when you give me those calls, weigh in on who you think is the better championship tag team. Is it Brady and Belichick or is it Jackson and Jordan? Warren in the Bronx, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry, good to talk to you. Um, First off, I think it's Jackson and Jordan. I don't think there's any question, but that's not what I called about. I called about the Noah Syndergaard surgery, and I think that if it does go off on Thursday, it's an abomination. I mean, with all that uh, this country is going through and the city is going through right now, elective surgery uh, is is totally out of line. And if it if it takes one mask from a doctor who can help somebody uh, with the virus or one ventilator that could save someone's life, um, I just think that it's it's just uh, it's the worst thing that, and it's the worst public relations thing that the Mets could do. I hear what you're saying, Warren, and it's interesting. Thanks for the phone call. It's interesting you, you, you bring that up because I was reading where a number of articles indicate that this would not be, uh, fall under that category that you were talking about of, of elective surgery, but it does give you right now with everything going and the governor giving an impassioned plea in the press conference today, it does give you some pause to say that they could wait for the surgery. Now, Here's the deal. He's not going, it takes what? 12 to 15 to 18 months. So you figure he's wiped out this year. He could come back. Hopefully he'll be ready to come back next season, the middle of next season. So if you wait a week or two, that's not going to be that much of a difference. So maybe what they'll do, it maybe it is scheduled for now or they're talking about having it now but they may end up waiting for it. And I think that would be the right move that they need to push it back a little bit. When you understand what the priorities are right now, right now, as Warren mentioned, this is not the time for them to even publicize that. As a matter of fact, they shouldn't even, even have said anything, (laughs) you know, shouldn't even mention anything about that. He was just diagnosed today. And the question becomes, once again, as we as we always figure these things out, as we always question, like, why are you just finding this out now? You didn't know earlier? So, in other words, had this pandemic not gone on and spring training would have gone as normal, you would have waited till two days before the regular season to say that he has got Tommy John surgery? Come on. Really? You, you got to be kidding me. Doesn't make any sense. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Who's the better championship coach player tag team? Michael Jordan, Bill Jackson, six championships. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, six championships. Different sports, different roles for each player. Both leaders, both required a lot from their teammates. Both will tell, both teammates will tell you 
Not easy to deal with the coaches. <laughs> People shake their heads at Belichick. Some NBA players were not fond of reading the books that Phil Jackson left on the night table. <laughs> it's an interesting discussion. I'm curious to see how you guys weigh in. 1-800-919-3776. Of course, you can talk about Noah Syndergaard, done undergoing Tommy John surgery. Get your thoughts about that, Met fans. How does that impact the starting rotation when these guys come back? Who's going to take his spot? Who is it? Also, Jet fans, Robbie Anderson. Are you surprised he's gone? And can Perryman make a difference? Can he be the guy who speed-wise is comparable to Robbie Anderson? Are you happy with this move? 1-800-919-3776. Mark's in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Larry, how you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. What's up? Well, here's what's up. Uh, as far as your poll question, uh, I think it's Michael Jordan and, and uh, Bill Jackson for the simple reason that I think that Michael Jordan doesn't know anything about losing in the championship. And Bill Jackson, well, you know, he didn't really have to really do much because, uh, you know, he would just smoke weed in Montana or whatever. And, you know, hey, what do you want to do, your coach? Oh, yeah, I don't care. So, yeah, and Bill Belichick's a cheater and so is Tom. So I think Mike and Mike and uh, Phil on okay. that. Gotcha. Okay, now, the main reason for my call is because I'm supposed to listen to you guys, and, which I love to do, and it's just the perfect distraction to what everybody's dealing with. So I'm going to be distracted, Larry. Yesterday I talked to you. I was yes. happy with the perspective of getting Cam Newton and, and that's picturing him with, with speed of Robbie and the other weapons and teaming up with Bell and our offense finally having a legitimate chance to go to the Super Bowl. And I really believe that. Mm -hmm. Except when I come home today, Robbie's gone. Larry... I'm so fed up with this team doing stuff that just completely just points to one thing, losing. We have mm. some loser coach. We have some loser front office people. We get away. We get rid of our good players, and then what do we get? We get players like Tremaine Johnson. Oh, how do you do I'm, that? I'm so, I'm so sick of it. They, they set me up, Larry, and you know what, Larry? I wouldn't care. You know, at this point, I wouldn't care if they brought in Fig Newton. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of these always setting me up. And then what do they give me? More losing and excuses. Well, the offensive line is very good. And we got to do something for Fitz to help out Sam. Look, this for three years, he's out, and then he comes in and he's supposed I don't see it. Change the franchise. We got to protect Chip. Chip got to grow up and play. All I heard Larry over and over. When when I watched the combine and I saw Lamar Jackson playing, and the first thing all these experts were shoving down my throat is that he should be a wide receiver. Hmm. Well, what do we do? We didn't even blink an eye. We want Chip. We want Chip. Now we got Chip, and this team is going to have a. Losing game of Perryman. Are you kidding me, Larry? Are you absolutely no? No, I'm not going to ask you that because that's not fair. You're not kidding me. They are. I'm so I'm so I'm so done. I'm just you can fry an egg on my head right now, Mark. That's all we got. Mark, Mark. Yes, sir. Repeat after me. Deep breath. 
Goodbye, Mark. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 1-800-919-3776. That, that's a line. I can't jump out the window because I can't go outside. 1-800-919-3776. Rashid's in Montclair. Hey, Rashid, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Uncle Larry, how you doing tonight? What's up, partner? How you doing? Listen, I called in to, to talk about the uh, the Michael Jordan uh, Jackson versus the um, Brady Belichick uh, marriage. Which one was more successful? Uh-huh. I, I both were phenomenal, great, but I, I simply have to give it to Mike and, and uh, Phil because they completed the best season at seventy two and ten with a championship. Uh-huh. And when the uh, you know the Patriots had a chance to do it, they came up short against the Giants. So I definitely have to give it to you know Mike and uh, to uh, Phil Jackson uh, simply for that reason. I think the resumes are comparable, uh, considering everything that Phil did before he was a coach. Same thing with Belichick when he was a uh, coordinator for the uh, and won the one with Bill Parcells. So a lot of mm-hmm. things are comparable, but when it comes to the game and it comes to who was able to bring it all together on the court, they uh, or the field, they were both phenomenal. But when it was, the pressure was the highest, that mm-hmm. seventy-two and ten season and that perfect record, the Bulls came through. All right, Rasheed, thanks for that. checking in. All right, that's interesting. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Early poll. Early poll, and we're sharing this Tuesday night fight question on our Twitter page as well, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Who's the better championship coach player tag team? Is it Jordan Jackson? Is it Brady Belichick? Right now, Jordan Jackson trailing Brady Belichick 51 to 48. 1-800-919-3776. Daniel's in Queens. Hey, Daniel, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. How are you doing, Larry? I got to agree with your previous caller because, no, first of all, I have to disagree with your previous caller because it's not Jordan and Jackson. They did that over a 10-year span. The Patriots did this over a 20-year span, and they were a mainstay in the AFC championship game. So that's my opinion. I'd like to hear what you have to say about it. So you're saying that you go with Brady and Belichick then? It sounds like what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. Well, yeah, but well, Jordan, well, Jordan and Jackson really over 15 seasons, so they got to six championships in five seasons less than Brady and Belichick did. And uh, Brady, three-time NFL MVP, Jordan, five-time NBA MVP, Jordan, six-time NBA Finals MVP, Tom Brady, a four-time Super Bowl MVP. But it is interesting because there's several. You know, see, here's what makes this such an interesting question for me. And coming up with it with with uh, with our our group producing group is it's two different sports that have two different demands and have two different type of schedules for the playoffs. And so, as I mentioned earlier, NBA Jordan had to play a minimum of four games, minimum of four. And remember. He did his six and 15 and there were some years, you know, that they didn't do well. Okay. <laughs> they weren't rolling. Phil Jackson comes there. He changes everything. Brady and Belichick, Belichick, you know, they kind of work, they work together in tandem. That's why it, it's so interesting that they both have, they, you know, Brady's gone to Tampa and Belichick is staying. And now we'll find out 
in that scenario, who was the better, you know, who needed who more, right? That's, that's, that's what we're trying to figure out with this breakup of that tag team. But once again, in football, one game, you move on. But one game, you lose. You're done. In the NBA, you got to win at least four. But if you lose that series, you're done. So it, it's interesting. Jordan obviously plays two ways, offense and defense. Brady only has to play offense. So he has to rely on his defense. So there's different ways that you could look at it. But it's it's a fascinating discussion. 1-800-919-3776. You know, there are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. You can wash your hands. You can avoid close contact with people who are sick. You can avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Please stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. You know, in these trying times, it is important to remember we pull together as a community. Small businesses all over will be feeling the lasting effects of this pandemic. So if you are a small business trying to get the word out that you are still serving the community, let us know. Send an email to 987ESPN at gmail.com, 987ESPN at gmail.com, and let us know your story so we can pass the word along to our community. I'll give you a couple of uh, couple of eatery places that you can use while you're inside over the next uh, before we leave you tonight here on 987ESPN. On Twitter, NYC, Uncle L, Uncle L, it's MJ Phil because you got the feeling it was a true partnership with each realizing how important they were to the other. Whereas Bill Belichick, Tom Brady felt like two parents competing to be more influential in their child's success. Leadership wins trophies. Interesting. Uh, Jomo underscore 666 says, this is a good one. <laughs> uh, at go to Eddie. Have to give it to Jordan and Jackson. I think they did two three-peats. Also, at Gav underscore have. This is a great poll. All right, so Gav, have, and Jomo666, thanks. I'm glad you think it's a great poll. Can you give me an answer? (laughs) Can you give me an answer? I'd appreciate it. Who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Is it Jordan and Jackson? Or is it Belichick and Brady? Boy, it's interesting. It's an interesting one. It's interesting. It's, um, like I said, I'm leaning towards MJ. MJ and Phil. The people they had to go through, and I think Mr. T, Mr. Time makes a great point. When you look at, and, and look, during the regular season, New England played some tough opponents. I mean, yes, they, yes, they knew that they would, they would, they walked in understanding that they had at least three wins based on their division and possibly six. <laughs> That's pretty good. If you're trying to get to 10, 11 wins and you know that you have three right off the bat in your own division and then it's a matter of you picking up one or two more in the conference. 
And then you go into maybe you have some NFC, you know, you go into the other conference and, you know, once, once every four years and get some other guys. It's, it, it's, it's a little tougher, right? But you still have a window where you can find a way to get those extra wins. So that's, that's the, that's the interesting part of it. And also another thing in favor of Jordan and, and Jackson is in the NBA finals, never going into a game seven. Yeah, because they took care of business beforehand. Now, obviously, in, in in football, Super Bowl always is Game Seven. But mm-hmm. my my argument for that would be like just as easily as Brady and Belichick could have won nine, all nine that they appeared in, they could have lost the six that they won. Yeah, you know, Tuck Rule and then Atlanta twenty eight to three, Russell Wilson's interception. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't want to sound like a hater. But it just feels like what Jordan and Jackson did trumps what what Brady and Belichick did. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Also, uh, Kyrie checking in now. I'm going to I'm going to uh, translate this. I'm thinking he's rolling with MJ and Phil. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's rolling with MJ and Phil because I'm looking at this and I'm not quite sure. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's rolling with MJ and Phil. And and you know that's that's. <laughs> It's interesting. It, it it's interesting. I'll just say that. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey Buddha, you're next on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? How you doing, big bro? I'm doing great, partner. What's happening? All right, listen, two points. One, um a little light and one a little more saturated. Okay. Now with the Robbie Anderson thing, I'm listening to guys calling here a little earlier, show before you. Who cares about Robbie Anderson? He wasn't this, he only had this amount of receptions. Um, his best year really was when he was with um, with Fitzpatrick, and we know Fitzpatrick is no great quarterback, but he was a veteran. And I love Sam Donald to death, but he's got to play a full season. That's number one, and he's still learning. You know, I remember we had a receiver that years ago, oh, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, he was dropping passes, he wasn't running the right routes, he was getting twenty receptions uh, a year. His name was Terrence Mathis. He went to Atlanta Falcons, and he became the leader in receptions for the league, I think, with 111. So let's be careful with that. You know, let's let Robbie Anderson go. We don't care about That's the, the light point. Now, with the saturated point, with that um, competition between MJ and Phil and um, Belichick and Brady, mm-hmm. I don't even really think it's as close as, as you're making it seem. I mean, you're 100% right. It's Jordan and it's Phil, but it's for a couple of reasons. When you look at the competition, that Jordan was going against, and Phil, in terms of not just the players, but the way that the league was uh, officiated and the coaches they went against, it kind of reminds me of, like, when I think of the excellence of sports growing up, especially growing up in the 80s to the 90s, the excellence of sports, I mean, the top, the highest excellence of sports was Jordan, it was Montana and Rice, and then later on in the 2000s, it was Tiger Woods. Now, when you listen to, um, when, you, when you look at the, the comparison between Brady and what him and Belichick did, as opposed to Jordan and Phil, let's 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 account for the rules that are being changed, where you can't play the receivers the way you used to. When Brady got hurt in that first season game, you know, next year there was these rules about you can't hit the quarterback this way. Bill Belichick is a great coach, but he never had to go up against Bill Parcells and Joe Gibbs to get to the Super Bowl. You know, let's let, let's let's pull back a little bit. You know, um, if you really look at it, when you look at Brady and Bill, like, their Super Bowl wins were, were like, close. I mean, when Montana was getting in there, and when he was at his highest level, and when and, and um, Jerry Rice was at the highest level, 
they was blowing cats out. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you know, I, I don't think it's really as close as just because it's just one ring behind. Uh, you know, let, I mean, I, I don't see it that way. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Brady and Belichick. They're both great in their own way. But when I look at some of those hits that Joe Montana was taking, bro, and, and, and when you look at some of those hits that those wide receivers were taking, I feel like it was a lot harder to not only get to the Super Bowl, but to win it as well. So, you know, when I look at Jordan, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm thinking about the Hall of Famers that he assassinated, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Charles Barkley, um, you know, poor Patrick Ewing, you know, like, like you talked about how the, um, the, 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 the um, Patriots, they always get to the Super Bowl, you know, they have three games in the AFC. Listen here, in that Eastern Conference, the way it was back then, there wasn't no walkovers. I remember the Cavaliers were good at one time. Yep. I mean, the Knicks were good. You know, the Pacers got good. And Jordan just eyed them all down and crushed them. And one thing that you said is true. The brilliance of Phil Jackson, it wasn't only about the X and O's. It was about getting, like, a wild group of people together who could actually work with each other and win. Like, with Bill Belichick, you got to be a certain type of a player or a certain type of a guy or it doesn't work out. You know, we got to account that, too. I, I think it's a runaway, man, with Michael Jordan and um, Phil Jackson, bro. Booth, I tell you, you state your case very well. Thanks for the phone call. You did. It's very true. Everything you said is true. Everything you said is true. And you add to that, you're right. You talk about the Detroit Pistons with Dumars and, and Isaiah. You know, they were, they were, they had to battle a tougher schedule to get to where they needed to go. And, but once again, listen, as you said, not taking anything away from Brady and Belichick, but you're looking at while both, both, both leagues had a, are salary cap sports, NFL is a hard cap. And you are correct in having to have certain, a certain type player to do what you needed to do. And you look at, and you look at the, the thing that you like both about Brady and Jordan is they made players around them better. Okay. I mean, Brady was able to succeed with receivers. I mean, of course he had Randy Moss. Of course he had Rob Gronkowski. But some of those other receivers, man, were not exactly household names. <laughs> and you look at what Jordan was able to do, and he made the Steve Kerrs, the Judd Boostlers, the, 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 the other type of guards, the, the, the B.J. Armstrongs. Okay, he made those guys better as well. So that's why it's such an interesting discussion. Who's the better championship coach player tag team? Jordan Jackson or Brady Belichick? Both have won six rings. Jordan did it in 15 seasons. Brady did it over 20. Jordan has no finals losses. Brady's got nine Super Bowl appearances, meaning he's lost 3-2 to the New York football giants. On our Twitter poll, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM, right now, the tag team of Jordan and Jackson leading 54 to 45 at one point earlier tonight, Brady and Belichick were leading, but the tide has swung in Jordan's favor. Samson Flatbush. Hey Sam, you're next on 987 ESPN. What's going on? Uncle Al? Hey Sam, what's up partner? Long time. No speak. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a while. 
Listen, about this debate, first of all, I'm so happy that Tom Brady's out of the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> so now I can debate. Listen, it's, it's, you ever said that Tom, first of all, I'm, I really want to say Tom Brady's a lot worse. But the thing is, I want to say Tom Brady had an easy road. He faced Peyton Manning so many times. Okay, Peyton Manning, my greatest quarterback of all times, I think, Peyton Manning, and beat him a lot of times. That's first of all. Second of all, you say that, oh, well, he lost three Three, three, three championships. So what do you want him to do? Lose in the AFC championship game? Like Jordan did? He didn't make it there? Oh, that's better? To lose in the earlier round? No, but what I'm saying is, Sam, and thanks for the phone call, I'm saying in comparison, Jordan didn't lose in the finals, and Brady lost three times. It's just a, it's just a comparison. Of course it's not. Of course, if you go, if, if you have to lose, you'd rather lose. Which is interesting because some athletes will, will, will debate you on that, Sam. Some feel that I, I, I'd even want, if I'm going to lose, I don't even want to be there. And others say, no, if I'm going to lose, I want to lose at, at, at the last game to say I got there. So it really depends on, on the athlete you're speaking with. But listen, they lost three times. It's just the fact. Not saying one would be better if he lost earlier or not. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. We begin with Noah Syndergaard. Yes, he will undergo Tommy John surgery through a career-high 197 and two-thirds innings last season, poised to help the Mets get back to the postseason in the division with teams rife with question marks. This is a devastating blow for a club with starting pitching as a strength. Now, Noah was plagued by injuries in both 2017 and 2018, but he bounced back last season, though he pitched to his highest ERA of 4.28. It's a huge blow for the Mets, and for Syndergaard, his second injury, two years away from hitting the open market in the free agency. It is unfortunate. Jeff Passon was on the Michael K Show. Some people's bodies react differently to throwing a ball. Deep down, I think that Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer happen to have incredibly resilient elbows. I think they're freaks. And for a while there, Noah Syndergaard was a freak until he wasn't. And now he is lost. Who will take the reins at the number two spot behind Jacob DeGrom? You can weigh in at 1-800-919-3776. In the football news, Robbie Anderson, we thought he was going to be a Jet. Well, uh-uh. He's a Carolina Panther. Also on the Michael K Show, our Dan Olofsky. You know, they looked at Robbie Anderson as probably more of a, a singular version player than what they're looking for on offense, especially at that position, meaning straight-line speed guy. Now, at the same time, he averages about 50 catches a year and 15 yards a, a touch, so... Um, I think there's an, an, he's an asset. A couple of things. Uh, I think that Jets fans need to brace for the reality that this is a 24-month run for Joe Douglas. Like, to get back to, okay, are, are we able to week in and week out truly go win football games? Not like, hey, if we play our A game and the team plays a, their C-plus game, we got a chance, right? And so, you know, I, I, I commend him for trying to rebuild that offensive line and not falling in love with the skill position player, this draft is loaded with really good receivers. That hurt Robbie Anderson. But the Jets still signed the veteran receiver, Brashad Perriman. One-year deal worth up to $8 million with $6 million guaranteed last season. 
Perryman, 36 catches for 645 yards and six touchdowns for the Bucks, averaging 17.9 yards per reception in 14 games and receiving just 56% of the snaps. Robbie Anderson, also 26, 52 catches, 779 yards, five touchdowns for the Jets in 16 games, receiving 91% of the snaps. Cam Newton, gone from Carolina, five years removed from this 30-year-old quarterback winning the MVP and spearheading a 15-1 record that landed his team in the Super Bowl. Today, the multiple Pro Bowler, Heisman Trophy winner, Gone. If there's anyone who could help repair his image, it would be the greatest coach ever. And could it be? Could he be headed to New England? No, 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 no. I won't do that to you. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Don't, don't, don't be angry. Don't be angry. Tom Brady. He's happy that he's in Tampa. It's an exciting moment for me in my life. Something that's obviously very unique to me is it's the first time it's happened in 20 years. So I'm kind of taking it day by day. The expectation for me is to come in and do what, you know, I feel is you know, right for, for, you know, the organization has to be a great team player. And I'm going to try to do everything I can to get up to speed with all the things that I need to do and what my responsibilities are. Um, I obviously have a ton of trust and respect in, for Coach Arians, you know, for what Jason and what he's done to build the, the team and organization as it is now. And, um, you know, I'm thankful to the Glazer family to give me an opportunity. So Super Bowl champion four times, Terry Bradshaw says, who does Brady have a better chance at the Super Bowl this season, or maybe it's his former boss, Bill Belichick? What oh, do you Belichick. Say, I, I am such a Belichick believer. Uh, Belichick has proven to me time and time again uh, that he can take a quarterback that's not Tom Brady, and he can win. Um, we know how great Brady is. Come on, let's not fool ourselves. But I also know that Belichick is one-of-a-kind head coach, and I – I can see him perhaps making a move. I, how about Tua? What if Tua goes to New England? How beautiful would that be? Uh, not going to happen. But what if there's just there's a lot of scenarios, and we just watch Belichick and let's see what this thing does, how it plays out. I don't think he can he he can't win with just somebody and that's just going to play quarterback. He's got to have somebody that's got some experience. I believe. There's no question about that. That's why you get a little nervous about Cam Newton being available. Why am I talking with the Jeff fans like that? Mark Cuban spoke to WFAA in Dallas. Does he have an idea when the NBA could resume? I'm proud of Adam Silver. I'm proud of the NBA and the way we've reacted. Um, I think we've led the way. And hopefully we'll lead the way out of this. I mean, you know, no one has perfect information right now. And so all decisions are tough. But, you know, if I had to guess based off the people I've talked to, um, at the CDC and other places, I, I would say that, you know, the over under would be June 1st and I'm taking the under that hopefully by middle of May, we're starting to get back to normal and the NBA is playing games, maybe not with fans, but mm-hmm. we're playing games because sports play such an important role. You know, people want something to cheer for. People want something to rally around. People want something to, to be excited about. And if the Mavs and the NBA in general can get out there and start playing games in, in May so that they're on TV, I mean, sports is what we need right now. And I think sports will, you know, I think we're coming together as a community, particularly in North Texas, but I think we need it. And I think the NBA is ready to play that role. Okay, so everybody's in a rush, and I understand. It's not easy looking at old sports games. It's not. I got it. And other things you're trying to do to occupy your time. I understand. But there are so many people trying to rush this situation along. Okay? There's so many medical people who don't have the proper protection. 
masks, gloves, gowns to try to help solve this coronavirus pandemic. And we're talking about rushing players back. We're talking about rushing different things back. Let's take a moment, make sure we're all safe. Because in a lot of ways, it's like any other injury. What do we say? It's better to let the player stay out a little bit longer to make sure that they're properly healed before you bring them back. Because if you bring them back too fast, sometimes the injury lasts longer when they re-injure it. Let's just make sure that we're all safe when we start it. Because the last thing you want to do is get everything back in motion and have to stop it again. Let's just pause it a little bit. Finally, International Olympic Committee has announced that the games, the Olympic Games, have been moved to the summer of 2021. That's a good move. 